This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, April 17th, 2020. Well, the financial disruptions caused by the COVID-19 pandemic are certainly the most serious crisis since, what, 2008? The financial crisis? You know, especially for millions of people, the severe economic crisis for them of their lifetimes, right? Think about all those. I, I you know, I worry about the, the, the jobs that, and the people that live paycheck to paycheck. How can they survive? They're struggling. So the next big question, when will, when will it be safe to reopen the economy? I heard Texas uh, said they're opening today. Um, I heard that the Florida governor said the beaches are going to be open, but no gathering. And, you know, we can open the economy with restrictions, you know, distancing and mask or whatever it is that they think is necessary or prudent. But we still need to op- reopen the economy. We need to get people back to work. We got to face reality, though. Things are going to be different. Okay, it's just going to be different. So when can we do this? When will we ever return to normalcy? Probably the normal we did have. I'm not sure we'll ever return to that normalcy again. There's going to be some changes that probably are permanent. So we just have to face it. I'm Steve Peasley, and I hope you can call me today in this hour. Through this Talk radio program and podcast, I can help you become a better investor. And one way I do that, Justin and I do that, is implementing a philosophy of independent thinking and shared success. So we are different from other investment advisors because we are dedicated to unbiased guidance and we recommend only investments that we buy for ourselves, investments and strategies we do ourselves. So we are on the same side of the table as our clients, and I love that. Makes me feel good because, you know, I, I I don't have a bias. I don't say, well, gee, I'm sorry you lost money, <laughs> but if I pick a bad investment, I lost too. You know? And if we make it, make great investment choices, then we both win. I love that. So, you know that uh, because of this COVID-19 stay-in-place situation, Justin and I have postponed our travel trips, our travel plans. And so we won't be going anywhere for a little while until, you know, the coast is clear. When that happens, we're going to let you know. We'll, we'll set up certain dates. Okay, so we'll do that. But we can still we can still take a look at your portfolios. I've been getting lots of portfolios, attachments of statements and things, and looking at them that way and picking up the phone. Justin and I will be doing that and have been doing that. So send us a message if you want us to take a look at your portfolio to investtalk.com or you can call KPP Financial in our Irvine, California office. And remember, that's investtalk.com. Just send us, uh, we'll be happy to look at your portfolios. My main talking point today, investors should prepare for massive new opportunities in stocks. Now, this is an opinion from a market watcher who thinks that a major shift in post-coronavirus economy will mean investors will want to emphasize stocks and non-broad-based ETFs. He is actually saying, what he's saying is uh, indexing is not going to work. It's not going to be nearly as profitable as it has been, and that's probably true. 
I mean, for the for the time being. And we'll talk about it in more details. I've got other things I want to talk about. Uh, there are some economic numbers come out of China. So I want to go over those. And then I want to go over some of our economic numbers that came out. Many of them are for March. And so we're starting to see the damage. Because March is when we started this whole mess of shutting down the economy. And then I want to talk about mortgage rates. Are they at record lows? Well, they're near record lows. Can they go lower? And what should you be doing? So we're going to talk about those things. Those are on my list to-do list today. But of course, I'd rather have the to-do list come from you. What do you want to talk about? Okay, that's what the show is all about. You, caller questions. So, you know, Justin and I try to fit as many caller questions as possible because we think that's important. So let's do that now. This came in earlier on our Anytime Listener Line 888-99-CHART. Hey, Stephen, Justin, uh, I love your show. I have a question about uh, Equity uh, Zebra Technologies, Z-B-R-A. Seems like their PE is extremely low considering the sector they're in, and especially with a lot of commerce going around, a lot of shipping and handling, such like that, especially because they deal with RFID tracking, RFID, excuse me. I'd just like to know your take on it. Do you think it's a good time to buy right now since it's climbed down from its recent highs of 250 or do you think it's got a little more room to come down with uh, the general market and the second bottom? Looking forward to hearing your answer. Okay, Zebra Technologies Corporation, ZBRA, makes direct thermal and thermal transfer printers, RFID uh, printer and encoders and die simulation card printers and make those things. And everything is RFID, these, those, those things that the computers read when you check out stuff, uh, you know, those stripey lines. So um, the company's going to make $10.69 this year. That's less than it made last year, almost $13 a share. Then it's going to rebound to $14 a share next year. That's what it's saying. And I think the business of RFID and transfer, I think that business is just going to continue to expand. It's an $11 billion company, and it did fall from 200 and, I don't know, 55 or so, all the way down to 160, and today's at 220. So that's a huge move up and down, and then back up. So, is it worth it? Yes. Uh, at $202, it's going to make $14 next year, $14.12. That's the estimate. And, you know, that gives you about mm, 17 PE or so, somewhere in that range. And that's in, kind of in the mid-range it's been. So it's not a bargain. Turn equity is very good at 44%. Doesn't pay a dividend. I think you could wait for another pullback. I think you're going to get it. And I would like to see it pick it up between 170, 175, and that range, I think, is a much better bargain. And I think you might get it if you're patient. So that's Zebra Technologies, everybody. 888-99 Charters, our number. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And during these times when social distancing guidelines require most of us to work at home and stay at home, you might have some additional discretionary time. So I encourage you to explore the financial and investment information we have posted on our website at investtalk.com. Investtalk with two T's in the middle. Investtalk.com. This is where you can learn more about the various investment strategy opportunities we offer through KPB Financial. For example, check out the Active 401k program or Equity Income Plus program. And now I'm taking your questions live at 888-99-CHART. 
Now that this coronavirus scare has shut down all the gymnasiums, my wife has had to go and start running again. That's her normal workout now, and all of a sudden her knees became inflamed, creating lots of pain. Obviously, she's looking for relief and started applying Qantas muscle rub multiple times per day, three times a day. She told me it helps reduce her soreness and discomfort. Now, if you listen to our podcast, you know I'm skeptical about many of these kind of products. I'm here to tell you, from personal experience, this brand is believable. Quanta is a publicly traded applied science company. They make health and wellness products utilizing patented technology and makes them up to five times more efficient. Their flagship product is an all-natural muscle rub that alleviates aches and pains because it directly reduces inflammation. We have teamed up to help listeners to invest talk. So for a limited time, you can save 20% off of all Qantas health wellness products by using the coupon code INVEST, that's I-N-V-E-S-T, on their website. Their website is buyquanta.com. That's B-U-Y-Q-U-A-N-T-A dot com. You are listening to Invest Talk. It's Friday, and the COVID-19 pandemic has caused financial disruptions around the world. But you've got an asset portfolio to protect and grow, so you'll have finance and investment questions. Steve Peasley is here, and he's taking your calls live. Call Invest Talk 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. You're listening to Invest Talk, everybody. Appreciate your appreciate your listening and appreciate your calls. My main talking point today: investors should prepare for massive new opportunities. Why is that? Because things are changing. We've had a change. You got to realize that there's been a change. The government will become a bigger part of the American economy. It's going to happen. So what does that mean? Remember, they're spending two plus trillion dollars, and they're going to spend even more of that with new. Pro- it's going to become a bigger part. Part. And I think we're going to have less privacy and reduced rights, right? Think about that, and you'll realize I'm right. And who's going to suffer here? The poor and the lower middle class and the rich will do better, as government programs will help them. But the upper middle class, professionals, we're going to have to be paying higher taxes. I think that's obvious. Okay, I think people save more money. I think people will work, more people work from home. They find out, they're finding out they can do it without too much difficulty. Um, I think online education is going to get bigger. So I think that's going to hurt colleges and universities. I think it's about time because they way overcharge for their services, to be perfectly honest. Um, the shift to cloud computing will accelerate. Think about what stocks will benefit from that. Telemedicine will become popular. My One of my brother-in-laws did that today. Um, more people buy m- m- more groceries online. And I really think this is something that you as an investor can take advantage of. There will be a golden age of biotechnology. So biotechnology stocks, I think you need to start thinking about that. And supply chains are going to shift. They're going to shift closer to home. Okay, so what does that mean? I think more manufacturing is coming back to the United States. More, uh, more. Remember, think about 
there's going to impact China to some degree, as we're their largest trading partner. Um, that's going to change. That's going to shift. It's not going to happen overnight. But also, active stock and ETF pickers will shine. Active stock and ETF. I think it's going to be a stock pickers market for a year or so, maybe two. Why? Because I think we're going to have volatility in the markets. I think I don't think we're just going to go back to a bull market. I think it's going to be, you know, uh, up and down, up and down, maybe going sideways, you know, and the people that are in the right sectors are going to be the right companies are going to be the winners, not the indexes going forward for a little while. Long-term indexes works fine. So, that's what I think. I think you should be careful of that. And I'm, I'm, some of the things that uh, the person wrote here was was an opinion. I didn't go over because I didn't think all those things were going to work. But some of them, uh, the ones I mentioned, I think are are pretty pretty right on. Okay, so let's keep moving. The call, it's, call anytime you want. We want to hear your questions as long as they're financial. The number is eight 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 ninety nine chart. Hi, this is Mason from Ohio. I just had a question. What do you guys think about how the Fed implements unlimited quantity easing? You know, they keep adding to the balance sheet as more people are unemployed. And these index funds are still getting propped up by that. My 401k, I can only invest in index funds and mutual funds. You know, has that changed the way we think about valuing, you know, one or two stocks? Or should we just start looking at index fund stocks? I want to know what you guys think. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, I think, as I said before, I think indexing is going to be harder. I think it's going to be less successful. I think you're going to have to be more particular on the sectors you're going to, you're going to want to be in. Um, why, why? Because I think the stock market is not, I mean, we've had 10 years of a bull market. That usually is followed by several years of a bear market. And long bull markets are followed by shorter bear markets and then more long bear, bull markets. It's just the way it works. And, you know, so, I mean, it has been that historically. I see no reason why it was to change. All this spending the money by the government, initially, I think what we're going to see is probably lower prices of things, but eventually we're going to see inflation. So inflation, what do you do in inflation? Well, the stock market is where you need to be because, you know, they keep up, the corporations raise prices to keep up with inflation, and so profits increase. So you still need to be in the stock market. There's no getting around that, okay? So appreciate the question. Good one. But remember, it's the sectors. One of the sectors that we really like that, you know, we've been pushing hard getting into, I mean, it's food, uh, drugs, and health care. It's, you know, things that, and of course, gold, uh, things that will do good in going forward uh, that are non-cyclical, that might benefit from fear, gold, uh, or inflation, gold. Yeah, so there's there's reasons why we're there. And I think health care, certain kinds of health care stocks, drug companies, uh, those I think look pretty pretty good. Remember, you still have that uh, opioid problem overhanging our head. So be careful of those. On the next Invest Talk story, nearly 3 million borrowers have, borrowers have been granted mortgage relief. The idea is to prevent a liquidity shortage, shortfall in the single-family and multi-family mortgage markets. That story Monday. Monday. For now, for now I'm Steve Peasley. I'm going to take your questions. 888-99-CHART.
April is National Literacy Month. It was created to highlight the importance of financial literacy. The objective is to teach Americans how to establish and maintain healthy financial habits. And you are already on the right track by listening to Invest Talk. The phone lines are open. Steve and Justin welcome your questions now. 888-99-CHART. Well, it's Friday, everybody, and I typically run down some of the ben- key benchmark numbers. 10-year Treasury yield, 0.61%. 0.61. You're making a little over a half a percent per year for 10 years if you buy a 10-year Treasury. Two-year, 0.2. Two <laughs> tenths of 1%. That's nothing. Gold at $1,716 per ounce. Very nice run. Oil's at $17 a barrel. That's very low. Uh, it's hard for me to believe it'll get much lower than that. I mean, I guess it could, but you know, around $20 a barrel is pretty darn low. Here it is at $17. Gasoline's priced uh, nationwide at $1.82. California, $2.82. Dollar more. And just for comparison, some comparison, gas, um, gas in Iowa is $1.51. Iowa. Do they have any oil in Iowa? You know, do they have a refinery in Iowa? Why is it so cheap there and so expensive in California? Well, I know why. Taxes and, you know, different rules and regulations we place on these corporations, oil companies. That's why it's expensive here. Okay, uh, the Dow has been down, okay, since the highs of February. And we've had lots of volatility, right? The Dow is down right now 20%. It went down as far as 37%. So it's made some of that up. The SP is down about 16. The Nasdaq is down about 12, which is not bad at all, really, considering shutting down completely the economy. So, hundreds of Nasdaq. Have you seen this article coming out? Well, just so you know, hundreds of Nasdaq trading companies were pummeled, right, by this coronavirus pandemic. And the rules of the Nasdaq are fairly clear. You can't have a stock trading on the Nasdaq under a dollar a share. There's 154 securities trading at a dollar under a dollar a share, and for 30 days, that's not allowed on the Nasdaq. And Nasdaq says there's 379 more companies are in danger of becoming deficient. In other words, the rules that they have to trade on there, you have to be a certain price per share and a certain uh, amount of market capitalization. So there's a lot of them breaking those rules. So what are they doing? Usually what it is, if it's under a dollar share and it stays under a dollar share for 180 180 days, they kick them off. Well, now apparently change the rules. They're not even going to start counting until July 1st, the days that you're under a dollar share. You can see why they're doing it, but they're changing their rules a little bit. Let's go to Lily in Fremont. Wants to talk about gold mines. She's on KDOW. Lily. Hi, I appreciate your show so much. I would Thank like you. to know about um, McEwen Mining. I hmm. have just a few What's shares. This? I don't have, actually, it's a generic um, question. Um, is it a good time okay. to uh-huh. sell gold or should I hold this? No. Uh, I think you hold it. I have in some of our accounts, some of our programs, it's our, one, of our, one of our largest holdings is, is gold, um, our gold mining companies. 
And they've done very well, as you've probably seen. And you want, I think, I think, Lily, that gold is going to do pretty well for for a while. Um, you can't just be in any gold mining company because some of them are very small and very speculative. But I'm pretty comfortable with the large mining companies and gold itself. Uh, it has had a good run. It could pull back. I think it fell this today. And if it pulls back, I think it's an opportunity to buy. Buy more. Okay, Lily? Okay. Not necessarily sell. But on your company, if it's very, very small, that's it's a different dynamics. Um, and it could be risky. So it depends on uh, it depends on the, the dynamics of your company. How much in debt are they? Are they very, very small? Um, what's their gold production? Is it increasing? You know, at most companies' earnings are going up because gold price is going up. If they sell their, see if they sold their future production already at a set price. They sell forward. A lot of gold mining sell forward. Mining companies sell their production, meaning they don't get the top price, you know, of today's price. So it, there's a, it's a little bit tricky to read these gold mining companies. But in general, I think you need to be in gold. Thank you, Lily. Appreciate the call. Now. By the way, everybody, I am not a gold bug. Here I am, been talking about gold and owning gold for what a year, <laughs> and and I I don't long term. I'm not a big gold gold person because, you know, I, I I just don't think I like companies that have earnings and pay dividends and can grow their earnings by growing their business. Gold is a little bit different. It, it you know, it goes up in price or down in price based on different dynamics and that's good in one sense because it doesn't necessarily track the stock market so it's a little bit uh, on its own which is good good for diversification okay we're living through a historical period of time right we are and as we go to break i have a trivia question how does the 2020 stock market crash compare with past market crashes Okay, how does it compare? I'll have the answer on after the break here. But now we're taking your market and financial questions live, 888-99-CHART. At the start of each new day, we are presented with opportunities. The chance to learn better ways of doing things. The prospect for establishing stronger business connections. But as you go about your daily routine, there's one task, one challenge you should not put off. The need to plan for and work toward achieving financial freedom. That point in the future when your money, your assets are working for you while you work only if you want to. Getting from here to there to your idea of financial freedom is possible. However, serious investors eventually recognize that unless they can afford to devote the time and efforts required to thoroughly understand market dynamics, to properly balance, optimize, and maintain their portfolios, expert guidance will be essential. The moment that spark of reality hits, you will want to consult with Steve Peasley and Justin Klein of KPP Financial in Irvine, California. KPP Financial Consultations are unbiased, offered without cost or obligation, and designed to help guide individuals toward their ultimate financial objectives. The next highly beneficial step for your investing future can start when you reach out to Steve or Justin 
via Skype, a phone call, or a quick message through investtalk.com. You are listening to Invest Talk. The COVID-19 pandemic has turned everything upside down. But are we now seeing some light at the end of the tunnel? You've got finance and investment questions? Steve Peasley and Justin Klein have answers. Call Invest Talk 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART is our number, everybody. Love to talk to you. I had a trivia question before the break. Okay, and it was, how does a 2020 stock market crash compare with past market crashes? The stock market crash of 2020 began on Monday, March 9th. We had history's largest point plunge for the Dow Jones Industrials. Now, bear in mind, largest point plunge. Remember, it starts from a very high price, so that's why it's the largest point plunge, not percentage plunge. Now, it was followed by two more record-setting point drops, March 12th and March 16th. So, 2020 crash included the three worst point drops in U.S. history. Three worst. The plunge was caused by, you know, global fear about the spread of the coronavirus, oil prices drops, and looming recession. Only two other U.S. history, uh, only two dates in U.S. history have more unsettling one-day percentage falls. That would be Black Monday, October 19, 1987. The market fell 22.6%. That was a lot more for a one-day drop than we saw in these last three. Remember, the last three in March were large point drops, not percentage drops. Also, December 12, 1914, it was a 23.52 fall. So those are huge falls. I have the Wall Street Journal from the October 19, 1987, right here on my chair. And it's pretty old and yellow, and but it's kind of interesting to read. So anyways, that's the records. Now... Of course, if you have retirement savings and they got crashed, people sell and panic. That's exact opposite what they should do. Because you get out, you get out near the bottom, or oh, the bottom is coming. You know, you don't know where it is. I don't know where it is, but there will be a bottom. And you get out, but you don't know when to get back in. And when most people get back in, is after most of the run back up is done. Then they get back in. So they missed. They lost a lot of money, and they missed most of the the return that they could have got on their money. So don't do that. Okay, I have a bonus question. How long does an average bear market last? We're in a bear market now. How long does it last? The average is 22 months, almost two years. That's the average. I don't know if this one will last that long, but it's possible. I don't think it will. I do think the rest of the year is going to be pretty choppy. Anyway, so there's going to be a wild ride it is friday and i'll be sharing some highlights from my premium kpp premium newsletter after i answer this next caller it comes from a man named elvis in memphis tennessee elvis hey steve this is elvis in memphis i listen to your show on i got a my tuner radio and i kdow in san francisco and i wanted to ask you a question about fizz f-i-z-z stock symbol I'm a value investor, and I calculated the intrinsic value of Fizz at about $205. What do you think, and what do you come up with? Keep safe and don't get no Corona beers. 
Okay, Fizz, National Beverage Corporation, makes non-alcoholic beverages such as multi-flavored soft drinks, juice, spring water. It's a $2.3 billion company, so it's you know, a small cap, but no, not, it's okay size. They're going to make they're going to make two dollars and fifty five cents this year, down from three dollars last year and three dollars nineteen from the year before, and next year it's going to go down again to two dollars and thirty nine cents. So you want to buy this stock because you want to buy cheapness. But at two dollars and thirty cents, two dollars and forty cents earnings next year, that means it's a twenty twenty one PE, and I I don't I just think that's a little high. Now the return on equity is forty two percent. That's very good. Um, the cash flow is pretty strong at $3.35, so that's good. And they don't have much debt. That's good, too. Management owns 75% of this company. That's huge. That's huge for a public company. Um, so they have a lot of faith. They probably have a lot of faith in their company, you know, so they wouldn't own so much of it. Um, I don't think, you know, looking at a chart of Fizz, it has come back almost up to its old high, $56. It's at 52 dollars and 60 cents today fell all the way down to 36 37 dollars i think you wait for the next fall probably down to about 45 before you buy it i think you wait for the next fall it could get down as low as 40s if in the low 40s that's when i would be a buyer of fizz f-i-z-z Okay, the KPP Premium Newsletter was distributed to subscribers this morning, as it is every Friday. And I hope it's packed with information that is useful for everybody. The, the first section is called the Market Conditions Sections. I talked about, you know, the stock market has made a strong comeback, but not to expect it to reach its old previous highs anytime soon. The damage from the shutdown of all, almost all commerce, all activity, economic activity just about, it's going to be reflected in future economic numbers. And I think people are going to be, you know, investors are not going to be too happy. They know it's going to be bad. They know that already. So that's already built in. But I don't, I think they might be too optimistic about how fast we can, we can spring back from this. It'd be worse. That's what I'm saying in that in that particular section. I talked a little bit about the economic numbers well, that we're going to see. So just be careful out there. There's other sections. Um, uh, portfolio management section, I talked about dividend distributions and reinvesting those dividends in the company. Uh, I, you know, I talked about the ESOPs. Uh, if you don't know what that is, you know, you need to look that up. Um and, you know, different things about the portfolio management section every week talks something different about how to manage a portfolio of stocks. How do you manage a portfolio? Not just buying stocks and, okay, I got a bunch of stocks. That's not, that's not managing it. You know, you manage your portfolio. You know what you got. You know why you have each stock and where it's going. And that portfolio management section gives you all kinds of, every week, ideas on what you should be doing. Stock market section. Just today, I had two gold mining companies, two very large gold mining companies, two of the largest gold mining companies that you need to consider buying for you know defensive purposes and for capital appreciation. I think the future is probably a little bit brighter than it was a year ago for gold. So you know you could be getting into a super cycle for gold too, if inflation starts to come, man. 
Gold's going to skyrocket. But I don't see inflation coming anytime real soon. But with all this government spending, huge spending by the government, that's inflationary, everybody. It should make our dollar go down in value, too. Uh, on the well, that um, in the consumer section, I talk about mortgages, mortgage rates. I said that the more thirty-year fixed mortgage rate is at a near record at three point three one percent, and I said even though the ten-year treasury, which tracks the mortgage rate, the mortgage tracks the ten-year treasury, is at you know really low, as I mentioned before, point six one. Mortgage rates in a normal market would keep going down. I don't know if they're going to do it this time. Why? Because the banks are worried about getting paid. Because people are out of work. There's 20 plus million plus people without a job. So they're concerned. So that was that was a newsletter. Pre- KPP premium newsletter. You can subscribe to it by going to investtalk.com. Comes out every Friday. Investtalk.com. So I think we can squeeze another caller question here at 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve and Justin, name's Alfonso from Long Beach. Uh, I have a question about reinvesting dividends. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how that works, and uh, can you choose at what price uh, to purchase your share at? would appreciate any input. Thank you. Not usually. If you're going to reinvest dividends, you click on a button on your trading platform. Usually, I'm just saying this, that you, they will ask you at some point when you first set up the account, uh, do you want the dividends to be reinvested into the stocks you own when they pay dividends? And so when they pay the dividends, they just reinvest it into that stock, whatever the dividend amount is. And that's how you can own, you know, end up owning fractional shares, too. Uh, otherwise, you can say, no, I don't want my dividends reinvested. And then you decide what you want to buy or not buy with the dividends as they come in. For my clients' portfolios, I choose not to reinvest the dividends. I want the cash to come in, and I'll decide if I want to buy more shares of any particular stock. But it's really up to a person. An ESOP, ESOP, that's how you buy those shares directly from the company, basically. That's how you're doing it. And it's automatically reinvesting the dividends uh, reinvest the dividends into the company stock. But you don't get to choose prices or anything when that when you reinvest your dividends automatically like that. Good question though. Appreciate it. I'm Steve Pizzo. You're listening to Invest Talk. Please be sure to tell your friends and family members about Invest Talk and our website and our our uh, you know we really do appreciate all the listeners. Uh, so just go to investtalk.com, take a look at the site, look at all the news and information that's available there, and of course our programs that we do manage people's clients for. And I really would like you to take the Riskalyze questionnaire, okay? And it, it what it does is provides me a score of your risk tolerance, your personal risk tolerance. There's only a few questions. It gives you a score between zero to hundred. 80 is the is the market stock market S and P 500 score. So where are you? And that's what that does. And it just starts a conversation. It's interesting and it can gauge your personal risk tolerance. Okay. And of course, you can call our KPP financial offices in Irvine, California. We will help you. We want to help you. We do. For now, our phone lines are open. Call 888-99-CHART. Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial. Investor hosts Steve Peasley and Justin Klein are the principals of KPP Financial and they are independent financial advisors. 
This means they place their clients' interests ahead of the firm's. As part of that commitment, KPP Financial Practices Parallel Investing, where Steve and Justin's accounts participate with client investments at equal prices and percentages. You can learn more about Parallel Investing and the other KPP Financial Programs at investtalk.com. The phone lines are open. Steve and Justin welcome your questions. Call now, 888-99-CHART. Hey guys, this is Bajan from Jersey. I'm calling because I made a recent investment in ProPetro. Uh, the ticker is P-U-M-P. I got in around $2 and some change, and I was expecting it to rise to a price point of about $8. But I want to like know what you guys thought about that investment. Was it a wise investment? Now it's seen the rise about a dollar and a half since I invested, so it seems to be a good investment. But I want to hear you guys' thoughts. Thanks. I love your show, and uh, appreciate your time, man. Um, I would take the profits and run. Uh, Pro Petro Holding Company provides hydraulic fracturing and other services to upstream oil and gas companies in the Permian Basin. Think about the price of oil. We have a flood of oil around the world. There's not going to be any more fracturing. Uh, there, you know, fracturing. They're not going to be any more fracking for oil for a while. It's too cheap. Just too cheap. So, and this company doesn't make money. This is pure speculation. I take my profits and run. They don't make money. They're not going to make money next year. Their sales are starting to fall. Time to get out. Go find something much better. This is too risky. I'd be out. Okay? Symbol is P-U-M-P, Pump, Petrol Holding Corporation. 888 chart. Okay, China, Q1, first quarter fell 6.8%. That's the first year-over-year fall they've ever had. Retail sales fell 15.8%. Now, of course, this is reflecting the coronavirus in Hunan. Remember, people don't realize how big Hunan is. It's like 8 or eight and 10 million people live in Hunan. That's one city. And they shut it down completely. And I don't know what they did the rest of the country because they, you know, they're kind of secretive about it. Industrial production fell 1.1%. Okay. Um, and just so you know, I mean... This, their, their economy is shrinking for the first time for the first quarter. Now, they've restarted it up. We'll see how it goes. But, you know, the virus was not widespread. China did not shut down its entire economy like we did. They didn't do that like we've done and we are in. They didn't do that. They only shut down certain the city of Hunan and different districts. And that's it. There was no national shutdown. I think they're probably smarter than we were. Now, there's, there's going to be slower consumer spending. You know, they're, they're getting more and more dependent on the consumer like we are here. They're following us and following our model. They still have a huge export part of their economy. It's still very large. But they've been pushing to get their consumers you know, buying things and be a consumer-driven economy because that's where the wealth is going to be produced. But yeah, they're they're in they're in they're in hurt. They're they're we're seeing the bad numbers come in, and we're going to see our own bad numbers. So we'll see how bad they are. The market was up today. I didn't know if I reported that. The market Dow was up 697 points. The Nasdaq up 114, and the S&P up 74. Now I'm just trying to tell people don't get too excited. You know, don't get too excited. It's very common for a market to 
get back some of those gains. Uh, the, you know, if you have a couple of days in a row, the market falls, you're going to see a little bit of panic come back in, and that's not unusual. Then people are going to say, oh, more when it goes down far enough, oh, bargains, I need to buy back into those. You know, it, it's going to be very volatile. I've been warning, warning, warning about volatility. So it's going to be very volatile. It's going to continue. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal, one goal here, to help you achieve financial freedom. That's the goal. And our work will continue after this break. So get your questions in now, 888-99-CHART. On the next Invest Talk, nearly 3 million borrowers have been granted mortgage relief. The idea is to prevent liquidity shortfalls. That story Monday. And now Steve Peasley is here. He's got unbiased answers, but you've got to call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. Hi, I have a question about ticker symbol NRZ, which is the new residential investment trust. I was looking at them before, like, the quarantine and all of this started, and they were up to about 16 or $17. They had a really nice dividend. I know it came down to about $4. I was thinking about getting in then. Do you think that the dividend is sustainable? I bought a share right before it all came down to, and I was thinking about, like, evening it out. I'm only 22 years old. I want the dividend, and I'll be in it for probably the long term, too, while I'm getting the dividend, so some growth. Thank you, and I enjoy the show. Okay, this is New Residential Investment, NRZ. It's a REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust, and a REIT pays 90% of its earnings out in the form of a dividend. Because they do that, they qualify as a REIT. Because they do that, they don't have to pay corporate income tax. You have to pay the, the tax, not them. As opposed to a regular company that you have a dividend, they pay corporate income tax, and then you have to pay tax on the dividend they pay. So this is a REIT investing in residential real estate mortgage-related investments. This is probably going to have trouble going forward. Why? Because the economy is in a recession. How much trouble? I have no idea because it's never we've never stopped the economy completely and we never tried to start it up. I don't know how long it's going to take. You know, they show as a 37% dividend because the stock fell so hard from, as you say, 16 all the way down to 3 and today is at 532. Uh, if they were going to make $1.67, I would say, yeah, this is a good price. A 14% return equity, that's great. But we don't know how much damage is going to be done to that earnings. We don't. So no, no, don't don't rely on that thirty-seven percent figure. Don't. Um, the company has made money every year for many years, so that is a good thing. Um, uh, as long as you don't you don't put very much risk money at risk in this, it might work out. But it's something I would not buy because I don't want to be in the real estate area right now. NRZ, everybody. 888-99-CHART. Here's some economic news we had out this week for March. This is U.S. statistics for March. Retail sales fell 8.7%. They expected it to fall 7%, but it fell more. Industrial production fell 5.4%. Capacity utilization went to 72% from 77%. That was worse than expected, 73.8%. And jobless claims, 5.25 million. 
That's about what they expected. It was 6.6 million the week before. That's a weekly weekly jobless claims. That's a leading economic indicator, the weekly jobless claims. So it's still indicating recession. Not indicating we're in a recession, everybody. What was interesting is building permits were a lot stronger than I expected. They came in at 1.35 million. They expected 1.25 million. It was 1.45 million, but 1.35 million is a lot. I think that's a pretty darn good number, but that could be because they started the permit process in the month before, and you're just not seeing the real effect of the coronavirus yet. I saw that the builder's sentiment numbers aren't very good. So there's it's, it, we're going to see bad economic numbers for a while. What's really going to be interesting is to see when they turn up, how fast they turn up. At what point will they turn up? Well, then we'll, of course, I'll report on that. I will definitely tell you. 888-99-CHARTERS, our number, 888-992-4278. Love to talk to you. Um, so we're going to get, um, I, I think you probably heard that Texas, the Texas governor uh, has uh, released all the economy and the workers to go back to work. So that's going to be uh, interesting. Because I think that might snowball to other governors doing the same thing, especially those states that have very little exposure to this COVID virus thing. They just don't have enough exposure to it. And so they're probably going to loosen up pretty quickly. And mostly that concerns the Midwest somewhere. Okay, so we'll see how that turns out next week. We'll see how many other states follow Texas's example. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Invest Talk program. I will return on Tuesday. Justin will be here on Monday. And we have just posted a new podcast, the April Bonus Show. Justin and I move quickly through 29 caller questions. So we get backlogged, so we try to catch up. So listen to the new podcast there. You can get unbiased answers on any compact, uh, on, on one, in one compact show. It's up now at investtalk.com. Have a nice weekend, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered and offered to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.